Welcome to the Choose Again podcast. My name is Lydia Bachmeyer. I am a mindset expert, spiritual business mentor, an ex-corporate leader turned entrepreneur and stay-at-home mom. My obsession is helping ambitious entrepreneurs achieve what they once thought was impossible. If you're looking to build an authentic, aligned, and abundant life in business, then you are exactly where you're meant to be. My goal with this podcast is to provide you with resources, tools, strategies, inspiration, and motivation to help you up-level your mindset and empower you to go after and achieve everything you want. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of development, helping keep you on track with your goals as you get closer to your dream life and reminding you that in each moment you have the power, the opportunity to choose again. You are more powerful than you realize, but keep listening and soon you'll know it to be true. Thank you so much for hitting that play button today and let's get into it. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and then I'm going to give you the goods on how to take imperfect action. My fellow recovering perfectionist, this one's for you, but we'll get to that. So if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, maybe (laughs) you may feel like you know me pretty well, but maybe you don't know how I ended up owning businesses and living in Alaska. Okay. So I'm originally from Washington state. I grew up in a small town that was, you know, pretty wealthy and my family was middle class, but I always had a perception that we were poor, but we never went without, you know, we weren't poor, but it just, it felt like that because other people had a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but really we were average, I would say. So it was still like, it was a big deal for me to go to college. And that's when I, first experienced some intense mental trauma. So I'll tell you a little bit about that. I met this guy who seemed great. My intuition was screaming, but I didn't listen. Um, I was always a really spiritual kid, always very intuitive, connected with source. Um, I tried to understand it with religion, but it never made sense to me. So I'd say that I sort of gave up on trying to figure out my spiritual connection for a while. Um, But back to me dating this terrible human who really messed me up. Uh, It was just like out of nowhere. One day I was like, wow, how did I get here? Like I was looking around at my relationship and this person who made me feel terrible and who was manipulative and who somehow was in control of me. I was a smart person. Like I was a really smart kid. I don't know how it happened. Right. How did I get here? I had all of these new beliefs that weren't mine at all. These things that he would tell me repeatedly or, you know, convince me that um, dressing or looking a certain way was asking for a certain type of attention, you know, that I couldn't be friends with any other males, you know, that any, any other sort of relationship like that was just completely inappropriate. He always thought I was, you know, he was always gaslighting me, right? Like making me feel crazy. And that's the thing about narcissists is like, they really make you feel like maybe you're crazy and you, you think like, Oh, okay, maybe I am. Um, and that's what happened to me. I was 18 years old at the time. Right. So I was young and it really, messed me up. But 
I didn't realize it at the time. Again, I was super young. I didn't get it. Uh, ended the relationship after less than a year, but I didn't get any help, right? I didn't see a therapist. I thought I was fine. I was like, no, I'm good. Like, it'll just go away. Like, I'm going to be okay. But I, I wasn't. <laughs> Obviously, it led to more relationships that made me feel really bad about myself. I had really low self-worth at that time, right? I felt like I was a bad person, like I didn't deserve a good person. And so I was just continuing to attract these broken, you know, I don't even want to say men necessarily, but broken young men. Um, I was just attracting what I was putting out, obviously, right? I was kind of broken and they were kind of broken and we would find each other and it would just was not good, wasn't good. So that's kind of where my personal relationships were there at that time. And in the meantime, right, I graduate college with a degree in journalism. So I chose that field because really I'm from the millennial, older millennial generation or maybe middle, uh, where we grew up with our parents telling us like, hey, if you go to college and get a degree, it doesn't even really matter what your bachelor's degree is in. As long as you get a degree, like you will be set, like you're going to be good because that's how it was for their generation. Anybody who had a degree got a job anywhere. Uh, that, as we know, isn't how it played out for us. Um, <laughs> but I ended up getting a degree in journalism because I wanted to write. Like I wanted to write. I wanted to be creative in that way. And I figured like, Hey, this is good. I can do this and get a job and kind of like make a difference in a way, you know, at least that's what I was telling myself. But, um, really the career itself, once I graduated and kind of got into the applying for jobs aspect of life, nothing really sounded appealing to me. So, you know, and that's kind of how that degree ended up too. I sort of just settled for something so I could graduate and no career sounded good. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I just kind of took what I could get retail management. I was working for Abercrombie and Fitch at the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> worst, worst. Anyway. Okay. I won't go there with that. Not today. Uh, so I ended up managing some Hollister stores and, um, and I did that for a little bit. And then from there, I went to work for Target. Yay. We love Target. We still love Target. So I was a manager at Target for a while. And that's actually the job that took me to Alaska. So I took the job at Target in a lower position than I really wanted. Um, but I just wanted to get into the company. And um, I was like, all right, I need to get promoted. Like, I'm, you know, I'm an ambitious person, so I'm not cool. Just like sitting <laughs> in a job. I'm like, what's next? What's next? Bring it on. So, um, so they were like, Hey, okay. Yeah. You can get promoted pretty fast. Uh, can you go to Alaska though? Just for a couple years. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. It's mild here. Yeah, it rains, but like it's mild weather. We don't get a ton of snow. I was like, are you kidding me? It's just, do people, is it just ice? Like, do people use sled dogs? Do, is there, are there roads there? I mean, really, what I was picturing was like remote Alaska. And I was like, I don't know if I can go to Alaska. Oh my gosh. And um, 
eventually I said yes, because I was still pretty young. I really wanted just a fresh start. Um, again, like I said, I hadn't dealt with any of my problems for my traumatic relationship. Um, and I hadn't dealt with myself yet. And so I was running basically. I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'll just go to Alaska for a couple years. It'll be fine. And then I can come back home. And so I went to Alaska and I met Lauren like right away. Um, and we started dating and then, uh, about a year later, we were pregnant with Lily, our daughter. So yay. <laughs> My career was going really good with Target. I really liked it. Um, Target had, you know, so has had and has so much invested in their people. They have just the best team. I really, truly believe the best team in retail and personal development, that field, that's kind of where I was introduced to it was at Target because it was such a big deal. And, um, all of my bosses are like, okay, like, how are you feeling with your personal development all the time? And then I was like, oh, cool. I can do this with my team too. And then I started really getting into wanting to develop other leaders for the company and wanting to train people and promote people. And I just got pretty obsessed with it. And that was my favorite part of it. That was why I really liked it. I mean, it's retail. Okay. Like it's not glamorous. Um, but that was what I loved about it was the personal development piece and being able to help develop other people just to be better in so many ways, but to like reach their own goals. And I was like, Oh, sweet. This is fun. And I actually, that was my first experience with really like coaching for performance, like coaching for success and helping others in that way. Again, didn't know that coaching was a field at this time, had no idea about that, like zero, zero idea that like life coaching or success coaching or executive, executive coaching. I had no idea any of that existed. Um, but I love my job at Target. I was pregnant. I, um, then I was still like on track doing really well with my career with Target planning to just work there forever. And, um, close to getting my own store and all of that. Like it was looking like it was all happening. Find out I'm pregnant. Um, still keep going, right? Like I got another promotion to another store in Alaska and, um, I was super pregnant. (laughs) I keep saying that I was super pregnant, but I was like, literally I was waddling around the store, like throwing boxes off pallets and all this. Oh my gosh. Like Everybody in the store was like, I think probably a little terrified. They're like, wow, what is this person doing? Like she just came into our new store and she's like so pregnant, (laughs) like so crazy and running around the store. I was just very, very passionate about my job. I'm just a passionate person. (laughs) Um, Anyways, have Lily, right? She's born. Take my leave. And I got to go back to work. Right. And I'm about to go back to work. And that was the first time when I thought, I don't know if this is for me. Like, I don't know if the corporate working 50 plus hours a week, I don't know if this is for me because I had this perfect little baby girl. Right. 
And I just wanted to stare at her all day. I just wanted to be with her all the time. And I'm like, how? She's so small. Like, and at this point, she was 12 weeks old because I had good maternity. I mean, pretty good maternity leave. 12 weeks is pretty good. Heck of a lot more than a lot of people get, right? I've, I had some friends that had like two weeks off. Oh, God. Topic for another day. But it was like breaking my heart to have to go back to work. And she wasn't wanting to take the bottle and there was all this other stuff, right? And so I remember like the week before talking to Lauren and I was like, uh, I can't go back to work. Like, I just can't, you need to figure something out. Like just replace my salary like this week. Can you do it? <laughs> He's like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, and, but really thought about it, trying to figure it out like, okay, well maybe like, let's see what we could do. We could start a business. Like what can we do? And he comes from an entrepreneurial family, right? So he was already very entrepreneurial. We'd already been talking about different business ideas and whatnot. But for me, like nobody in my family owned a business. Every, my dad's a union guy, like mom and sister, everybody works for big corporations. So, um, not what I'm from, but that was his life. And so he's like, we can start a business. Like that's probably the only way. And I was like, what? No, are you kidding? That's way too risky. That's too risky. I can't, but I also can't go back to work. So what do I do? Um, I obviously chose to go back to work the next week and I'm glad, I'm so glad that I did. And, um, my boss was amazing. He let Lauren bring Lily to me every day and I got to have time with her like you know half hour to just sit there and nurse her some every day it was amazing it was just I I couldn't I don't know how I would have survived without that it got me through the day so I'm forever forever grateful to him for allowing us to do that so didn't take that for granted at all not a single time so anyway there I am now Here's my the rest of my story. Working mom. I work at 4 a.m. usually most days. Get up, get to the store by 4 a.m. Um, and work till about 2-ish, sometimes longer. Really, some of the days I think I was there till... No, for sure. Some days I was there till 3 or 4, for sure. There were long days. Um, and yeah, it was rough. It was hard. It was the hardest time of my life because I would get up at like 2am to go to work in the dark. Right. And come home, just be tired. Um, have my little baby to play with Lauren and I would be together for a little bit, but then we would hand off. He was taking some accounting classes, um, at the community college and then working at night. So he would go like have a class and then go work. And so it was really, it was really hard. It was the hardest time for sure. And we lived in this place that was just like, not the vibe. It was dark. There wasn't enough natural light. Like it was it had these steep stairs, this little like condo type small place. And it just, it was hard. It was a really hard time. And then, um, when Lily was about eight months old, I found out I was pregnant with our son, Logan. And, um, that was terrifying. I mean, I had a baby still. I like looked at my baby and I was like, no, what? There's no way I could have another baby right now. Are you kidding? Uh, but I did. And, um, you know, 
I, I remember like working, you know, thinking it was hard before I found out I was pregnant, then being pregnant and then working while pregnant, while still breastfeeding, while still handing off to Lauren, you know, us handing off Lily between each other. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really hard. It was really hard. I was not happy. I was not a happy person with my life, but obviously my sweet baby was Lily was just everything. Right. And I knew at that time, I I specifically remember this one time when Lauren had to bring her to me at the store at Target and I wasn't done with my work for the day. And, um, so I was like, okay, well, I'm just, since I was a salary manager, right. I could just kind of keep working. So I put Lily in a cart and just really walked around the store and planned out all of the end caps and just like kept working. I remember that day very, very clearly in my mind because I was looking at her and she was so cute and just sitting there and all fine with it, you know, and I'm trying to pay attention to her, but trying to get my stuff done so we can go home. Um, and I was like, there has to be something more like there has to be something else this can't be the only way for us to live this life where I'm working 50 hours a week like how am I going to do this and have another baby and how will I get to spend the time with them that I want to spend because I was already feeling like I was missing stuff with Lily her first year like her walking and crawling and you know saying words and of course she said dada first right um so I remember so clearly being like, there has to be something else. Like I need to be with my kids. I'm going to have two kids. Like what can we do? But still not really seeing it clearly, still not really knowing how it would unfold. Like I couldn't imagine giving up my salary, right? At this point, I mean, I was making over 85000 a year, just full transparency, which was a like, I don't know what like three times what I ever expected to make for a salary as a reporter. (laughs) I mean, I was like, how could I give that up? Plus all of like bonuses and benefits and everything on top of that. Like, are you kidding? How could I give that up? Um, what else could we do? Right. So we just started taking action on things, imperfect action, which is what I'm going to talk about a little bit more once I stop talking about myself and my story, which is a long freaking story. So thank you for listening until here. <laughs> so we started two businesses, right? Um, we started Alaskan Leaf and we started another business called AK Canix. So AK Canix was a um, online, was like a virtual exchange website for Alaska cannabis businesses that were just about to become legal. It was basically like an, uh, like an eBay type of situation. That was kind of what we were thinking in our minds. We're like, okay, so since, you know, somebody maybe is just going to be growing product and selling it to retail stores, like how can we connect these people together? Right. And so we thought about like, Hey, this is an opportunity here, which it was. Um, we didn't execute it well because we were again trying two businesses at once and 
Um, so AK Canics just ended up, it was working in the beginning, but we weren't sure how to monetize it. We didn't hire correctly. There was just lots of errors that we had made in that business. And, um, it would just didn't work out in the long run and competition came in and just had a better product than us. And so we decided like, okay, we can't be torn between these two. It's going to be last and leaf. Right. So that's our business that we currently own. Um, so we went with that. And at the time we weren't open. Alaskan leaf wasn't open. It was still just in progress. So it was really risky for me to quit target when I quit. Um, but when we put it all together, like what it would cost to get childcare for two kids, we'd have to replace one of our vehicles, just all of the things. It didn't really seem to make sense for me to go back to work. Um, so I didn't, I didn't go back to work. I stayed home. Um, after Logan was born, I just stayed home and then Lauren went like full-time, full-time with Alaskan Leaf and I was full-time mom. And really, I know for anyone else who's a mom who's listening to this, if you have experienced um, what it can feel like to give up your career, well, it kind of feels like that, giving up your career for your kids, it can be different for everyone. In my case, I lost my sense of self. My identity had become so tied to my career. I was just really depressed and lost for the first year. I mean, and I don't want to minimize the amazing times that I had with my children. I don't want to minimize that because it was incredible. And I could come back to Washington for longer trips, right? I didn't have to fit it around my vacation time with Target. Um, I could come here for a month. So that was amazing. But I knew like, there has to be more to my life than just house chores and cleaning and laundry and watching HGTV. Right. So I just felt it. I could tell. Right. So at this point, my kids were Lily was two and Logan was one. And I went with my sister to see the greatest showman, uh, the Hugh Jackman movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. Um, went to see that in the theaters and my life was changed. So we're sitting there in the theater and it's a good movie. And if you like musicals, you love it. If you like musicals, you've already seen it. Um, but <laughs> I mean the song like uh, a million dreams and come alive. I realized while watching this movie, I was like, Oh my God, I've just been a zombie. Like I've just been going along and letting life happen to me. Like my whole life, it's just been happening to me and I'm realizing it while I'm watching this movie and I'm crying and, um, I just, I'm like, wow, okay. I've been a zombie and no more. Like I can have a different life. I can choose something different. And I knew, I knew in my soul that I was meant for more. I knew that I could be a great mom and do something else. But I still didn't know what that was. I still didn't know exactly, but I was just going to start. 
So I started a mom blog. It was called Lovely Life with Littles. It was just kind of like me writing about stuff that we did and trying to learn how to take pictures of myself, which I had like never taken a selfie before in my life. Um, another like limiting belief <laughs> from that abusive relationship I was in. <laughs> never took pictures of myself ever. <laughs> So it's, I really wish that I didn't have, I wish I had more pictures of me with my babies when they were babies. Um, but ever since I started the blog, I have a ton of pictures of me with the kids because I learned how to take pictures of myself. So I started watching free webinars. I started listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, right? I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to set up an online business. Like really learn it with AK Canics that we've done. Lauren had just outsourced that. So I was like, okay, I'm going to learn all this stuff myself. I know I can do it. I used to do coding. Like, you know, I used to have my MySpace, like all coded out. Like <laughs> I know I can do this. And so I built my own website. I built that blog. I figured out WordPress. I figured out all the stuff, all the plugins, all the everything. I watched all the videos. I figured it all out. Figured it all out. I taught myself. Um, and I would just blog sometimes, and that was it. I didn't have a way to monetize it or anything like that at the time, but I was learning. I was learning some stuff still. Um, and the blog then eventually evolved into me doing my HR and team leadership consulting business. I called it Bachmeyer Consulting. Um, and I mostly just helped people hire or consulted on, you know, things like interviewing and, um, performance issues within teams and just sort of getting a business set up from a team perspective and just certain HR issues that would come up, used my target experience to start a business of my own. Right. So another little breakthrough moment I want to share with you in this journey is in spring of 2018. Okay. I was listening to a webinar and I remember again so vividly I was laying in a hammock in our backyard while the kids played and I heard one of my first mentors say the person you are today will never have the things you want because you would already have them like if you were I'm paraphrasing if you were deserving of all of that you would already have it. Like you would have already attracted it into your life. And I was like, shoot, I've got some work to do. Ugh, and I have been putting it in. Okay. So summer of 2018, almost two years ago is when I realized how much I'm truly in control of my life. And that was when I decided to be happy. I knew that I needed to feel the feelings now of the life that I wanted. I didn't have to wait to get anything, achieve anything. Nope. I could just choose to have it now. And I did. It felt like freaking magic. I, it was amazing. I had a little post-it note. I wrote, I choose to be happy right now. I love my life. It's still on my mirror at our place in Alaska. And I look at it every day and every day I'm like, yes. Yes, I, yes, I do. Yes, I am every day. Have there been hard days? Yes. Has my business evolved a ton since then? Yes. Am I done with this story? No. (laughs) Again, 
Thanks for listening to all of this. This is like five heroes journey stories for all the marketing people shoved into one. But hey, you know what? This is my whole story. So over the past two years, I took online courses. I worked with coaches. I learned about all the areas of online business and marketing that I didn't know. Read a bunch of books. I studied neurolinguistic programming, emotional freedom techniques, time techniques, hypnotherapy, success coaching, all of those, which I am certified in now. And uh, my business name and vision has changed, but my ultimate vision for the change I want to create in my world has not. It's only gotten more clarity. Entrepreneurship isn't for the faint of heart. It will bring up all of your shit. Every little piece of trauma or darkness hiding in a small corner of your mind will it'll come up and keep coming. And you think it's about being a good business person, but it's really about being a master of your mind and your energy and your healing. You can have the best strategies and the perfect market conditions, but if your mindset isn't right, you just can't execute it. So that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm on this mission, right? I want to give entrepreneurs all of it. You need to have the best possible mindset. And that's what I'm here to help you with. Cultivate that fierce mindset for a fierce business. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to make decisions. And a lot of them. And sometimes very quickly. So you need to trust yourself. You have to trust yourself. You have to fire before you aim sometimes. Or jump without seeing the landing. If you have doubts, beliefs, and fears working against you, it's going to be very difficult until those are removed. And perfectionism is one of the limitations that will hold you back. So like I said before, recovering perfectionist over here, no judgments. (laughs) I can say from experience that releasing the need for perfection is one of the most freeing things you can ever do for yourself. Talk about true freedom. Most people think money provides the most freedom, but freedom from your own unattainable expectations is where it's truly at. (laughs) So, you know, when you make zero measurable actual progress on something because you're obsessing over the need for it to be perfect, right? This is sometimes also commonly referred to as analysis paralysis. I like to say perfection paralysis because I really believe that The desire or need to be perfect is what holds most of us back from accomplishing things. So perfection is where your dreams go to die. Perfection isn't real. It isn't attainable by anybody. Not a single person on this planet is perfect. There's always something that could be a little bit better. So like there's never going to be a perfect time to start your business. Right? Never. There's never going to be a perfect time to start your business or hire a team or a coach, there will always be need for a little bit of risk taking, right? And taking action provides clarity too. So if I'd waited until now to start posting on social media about my business, where would I be? Who knows, but definitely not starting a podcast. Definitely not. We have to take action. We have to make adjustments based on quality feedback and then just evolve as we go. A perfection standard is a mask for fear, insecurity, unworthiness, all of those other crappy low vibe emotions, right? So expecting perfection 
just remember that this opens the door for you to let yourself down because you won't be perfect. You won't be. So you're just going to let yourself down, keep hating on yourself or thinking negatively, right? Those repeating self-deprecating thoughts, those become beliefs. Beliefs, those beliefs create your reality. So we don't want that happening for you. None of that. Our screw-ups, our errors, all of the things we call failures, right? They're important feedback that we can use to get better. Feedback or failure, we don't call it failure, really. It's all just feedback. So it is our greatest teacher. It is. We learn so much from the times that we mess up. And it has absolutely nothing to do with our worth or our identity, right? We just take that feedback and that's just something we're going to learn from. We're going to look at it scientifically. So people who dissociate from their failures can bounce back really quickly and find success. And that's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. I want you to believe in your ability to consistently improve, improve and learn as you go, right? I want you to trust yourself to figure out the hard things. Trust yourself to do what you say you're going to do, right? The fastest way to really build up your confidence is to take action. So you'll either succeed in what you set out to do, activate that positive feedback loop, feel really good about yourself, or you'll collect that data, right? You'll collect the data and you'll be like, oh, okay, nope, I'm going to tweak something next time. So if you don't succeed in the way that you wanted to, like, what did you learn? What data did you collect? collect for next time. You're not a failure if it didn't work yet, right? If you give up, that's the only way that you fail. So just try again, make a small tweak, make it a little bit better and a little bit better and a little better, a little better, a little better. If you never quit, your success is inevitable. So God wouldn't have put this idea that you have, this this inspiration in your head and in your heart, if it weren't meant for you. The universe just has your back on this. Like you wouldn't want this if it weren't meant for you. So keep taking imperfect, messy, massive action until you succeed. That success will create that positive feedback loop, making the next time you're faced with the same thing so much easier because you already have the proof that you can do it. So we know that the law of attraction, or I'm assuming that we know this, the law of attraction is like attracts like, right? So the energy attracts like energy. But law of action must be employed in order for us to manifest things on earth. So we must engage in actions that support our thoughts and our dreams and our emotions and our words. We have to take action. God put those together. So do your best today. Do your best and then try to be a little bit better tomorrow. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. You're exactly where you're meant to be right now. You are going to take that imperfect action towards what you want. Just get started. Just go. Just go with it. I shared my story with you. You know the ways that I have taken imperfect action, right? Just figured it out. Let it evolve as I go. And I know that what I'm creating now is always evolving. I am ever evolving, always learning, forever a student. I will always be changing. My business will always be changing. And that's just the way that it's meant to be. 
It's always going to be imperfect. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. So thank you so much for tuning in to the first ever Choose Again podcast episode. (laughs) If you loved what you heard today, please, please be sure to let me know. Leave me a review. Tag me in your Insta story. Or also share this episode with someone you know who would love the message I shared today or who wants to just know more about my life. (laughs) If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up that extra inspiration on Instagram and TikTok by following me at Lydia Bachmeyer on both platforms or visit my website, LydiaBachmeyer.com. I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Until then, sending you all the love and high vibes as you get out there and start taking imperfect action toward your dreams.